One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I speak with Dana. Dana takes us through her two birth stories, which are quite different. One's an elective C-section, and then one is a V-back. If you get the chance to leave a review on your app, that would be awesome. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Dana. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm quite excited about this. No worries. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family? Sure. Um, so my name's Dana and originally I'm from Canada, as you can probably tell them by my accent. Um, mm-hmm. but I've been living in New Zealand for, oh, I guess the last 10 years or so. Um, I met my husband here when I was backpacking around with my best friend, whose mom is actually a Kiwi. So I've always had a little bit of Kiwi influence in my life. <laughs> um, and yeah, we were backpacking after high school and uh, met my husband, who was a bartender at the time, and now he's an accountant, which is, you know, quite the <laughs> career shift. A little, a little more boring, right. but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been married um, for okay, coming up five years now, um, and we've lived in the UK for a few years, and we got back to New Zealand about three years ago now. Um, and we've got two kids, uh, Jethro, who is two and Imogen, who is one. So they are 13 months apart, which was not planned and is very intense, (laughs) but it's good. Yeah. Awesome. And was the journey to your first pregnancy planned? Do you want to talk us through? Yeah, sure. So we had always talked about having kids. We always wanted I always wanted a big family. Um, I always joked with friends that I wanted 12 kids, um, which is a bit crazy uh, when I look back now. (laughs) Um, But we basically decided uh, the day after our wedding, we were walking around and we just thought, hey, what the heck? It's never going to be a perfect time. Why don't we just start trying now? And so... We were pretty excited and you know how you think it's going to all work out. And, uh, two years later, we were not pregnant. So we, we started getting some tests done in London. Um, everything seemed fine. Um, at that point, my husband was in a very stressful job. We were living, like I said, in London and kind of just needed a change of scenery. So we decided we were going to take a year off and go traveling and figure out what we wanted to do work-wise, life-wise, all that stuff. Um, because it, basically the driver was that it was incredibly difficult for us to get pregnant. And, you know, 
makes you kind of reevaluate everything yeah. when it takes a little while. So, yeah. Um, so we left London and a month later I found out I was pregnant with Jethro. <laughs> um, so we blame, we blame London, uh, on not being able to get pregnant. I'm not sure how true that actually is, but yeah. for us, yeah, it just took a month of travel basically. <laughs> and then we were pregnant. Um, so yeah, that was, that was yeah. a pleasant surprise. Everything changed, but, um, yeah. you know, we were very happy that we, we finally were pregnant. You know, awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you have early symptoms or you just took a test because you missed a oh, period? I hadn't even missed my period yet. I, we were, we were, we were in Vancouver and we were about to go to Seattle, um, for a bit. And I thought, oh, my period's due. So, and I've got a spare test and maybe I'll, I'll just take one and see. I had, but I had no other, like not, no yeah. indication. It was more m- me being in the, um, routine of testing when I, you know, was due a period basically. Cause <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. kind of like, well, maybe this month, well, maybe this month. Yeah. And yeah, I shockingly yeah. found out I was pregnant and I didn't tell anyone, not even my husband until, um, the end of that day, actually. <laughs> um, I think I just needed some time to stew on it myself and actually kind of go, okay, this is, is this actually yeah. happening? And then, um, and then I took him into the bathroom yeah. of our hotel when with we had gone down to Seattle with my family and they were all in the hotel. And so I took him into the bathroom and I showed him the test and we both burst into tears. And then I immediately ran out and told my mom. And it was actually quite special because uh, living overseas from my family, I don't get to see them that often. And so it was amazing yeah. to be able yeah. to tell them in person because they knew we had been struggling. Um, so that was quite a cool experience actually. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And because you were traveling, did you know that you wanted to go back to New Zealand to have your babies or what were your thoughts or sort of plan around yeah, that? So the end game, I guess we always knew we wanted to come back to New Zealand. We love the lifestyle here. We love, um, you know, we would want, we wouldn't want to raise them in London just from our experience there. I'm sure other people would have a different idea of, of that, but for us, um, yeah. we knew we always wanted to come back to New Zealand to raise our family. So it was, it was a no brainer really. Um, and we came back just a few months, a few months into my pregnancy and, um, started settling down. Yeah. Awesome. And what was the rest of your pregnancy experience like? Did you have much morning sickness or any other symptoms? Uh, I was basically um, just lying on the couch for the first like 16 weeks. I was so nauseous. It was ridiculous. I couldn't even sit up without feeling like I was going to throw up. (laughs) It was terrible. Yeah, it was. um, I I threw up in a car park once and... Couldn't go to the grocery oh, store. No. That was impossible because of all the smells. Um, so the first sixteen weeks were were awful, and then and then after that, it was it was fine. Um, about sixteen weeks, it kind of started to lessen, and then I didn't really have anything symptoms wise that was you know too triggering or anything like that. Um, but we did have um, some yeah. issues with uh, Jethro's growth. He was tracking quite small for quite a long time and yeah. then uh, ended up being breech anyway. So near the end, there was lots of, yeah. lots of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. And did you go to any antenatal classes or birth classes or anything like that before you went into labor? 
So we ended up going to one antenatal class. And it was about the same time that we realized that we were probably going to have um, a C-section because Jethro was breech. And we yeah. kind of made the decision that actually we didn't want to keep going because we knew that labor and birth was going to be talked about quite a, quite a bit. And so we felt like we would feel bad or feel left out. So we didn't end up going back for more, oh. <laughs> basically. Yeah, fair enough. So was the plan to try and deliver vaginally or you had always been booked in for an elective C-section because he was breech? Um, lots of my friends have had kids and stuff. And so I always knew birth plan was, you know, just a happy wish, basically. So I wasn't holding on to any particular plan. It was more just what was safest for the baby and for myself. Um, I obviously wanted to go for a natural birth. Um, that was my first, you know, that was plan A. But we quickly realized that with breach, um, the doctors all said that nowadays they're not as skilled up on a natural breach birth. Um, They're more used to just going straight to a C-section. And given the um, extra risks with a natural birth for that, for us, we just felt like because it was our first kid as well, we just didn't want to chance anything. It was just that that to us was going to be the safest way to get him here. So. We ended up having an elective cesarean. Uh, they did try and do, I can't remember what it's called now, but where they manually try to turn the baby while still in your belly, yeah. uh, which was absolutely mm-hmm. useless and the most pain ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was not. They, they described yeah. it to me as being, it will be uncomfortable. And I went, that is not the right word. <laughs> that was torture. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, ended up being ended up being a plan C section when he was about 30, 39 weeks. It was actually really lovely because you wake up in the morning and you get ready and you all go off to the hospital. It's very calm and relaxing <laughs> instead of you know the panic that's associated with going into labor. Um, they were yeah. you, you were in the queue, so if anyone was emergent, you'd get pushed, obviously. But, um, yeah, we got to the hospital about 730 yeah. and then um, they walked us through the whole procedure, took us in at about 1030 and he was born at just after 11. Oh, amazing. And how did you go with your recovery from the C-section in the first few days? Did you find that that was what you had expected? Yeah, I actually found that um, I, it was better than I was expecting. So the the worst yeah. part I can remember was my first shower at the hospital and my husband basically had to do everything for me. For me, it was, um, it was incredibly yeah. painful and very slow and I felt like I was going to pass out at one point. So I had to sit down and it's just, it was probably the least glamorous I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, it was, <laughs> I was like, well, if you love me through this, you'll love me through everything, anything. Cause it was just, I felt so, so weak and just so out of sorts with the whole thing. And, and then he's just making sure that, yeah, yeah. everything's, that I'm still standing and that I'm getting a bit of a, a wash and everything like that. It was, it was quite a humbling experience as well. Um, and then getting yeah. home, it was really great. My husband was able to have um, quite, a, I think, three weeks off of work. So he basically did everything. And that I think that really, really helped. And then um, after he went back to work, my mom had come down. 
um, so that I had her right away as well. So um, having oh, awesome. help yeah. definitely aided in my recovery. Um, but I, I never had any issues um, afterwards. I, I think I'm incredibly lucky with that because I know lots of, of women who've had them and have had major complications, but I was very lucky in that. Um, yeah. Felt fine after about six to eight weeks. And I, it did take a little while to start walking normally, but besides that it was, yeah, it was actually quite a good recovery. Yeah. Awesome. And what about breastfeeding? How did you go with, with that? Jethro, it was a nightmare. It was absolutely the most, um, scarring experience of my life. <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> I kind of have it in my head. I'm not sure how truthful it is, but I kind of have it in my head that because I didn't go into labor naturally, um, maybe he wasn't quite cooked enough and, and therefore maybe have, may have contributed to more issues. Um, like he never had, um, like a very, like his tongue wasn't very, it was quite small. It wasn't very big. And so I feel like that might have contributed, but yeah, just, Basically anything you can think of short of mastitis. I didn't get that, thankfully, but, but basically every time he went to nurse, my whole body just like clenched up because it just getting ready for the pain of it. It was, it was absolutely terrible. And, um, uh, but I, like I stuck through it and then it sort of got better, but then he was really not gaining any weight. So the issue is still his size and he was in the second percentile. I don't know, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, but basically when I found out I was pregnant again, my supply completely was gone and he started losing weight. So I just went, you know what? Bottle done. Let's not fight this anymore. And it was just like this huge weight was lifted off of me and he gained, (laughs) he gained, um, probably about two to three kg in a month. Like the kid was hungry. Like, Clearly he was hungry and clearly (laughs) I wasn't providing enough and I just had to make my peace with that. And uh, mentally for both of us and physically, we were so much better for it. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't try and keep going at that point. I think that probably would have just been way too much for both of us. Yeah. 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 And how were you feeling um, emotionally then if you were having that much trouble with breastfeeding and you're adjusting to life as a newborn? With yeah. A newborn? So it was quite tough. Um, I think I, I had, I had a friend of mine, maybe the only friend that I've ever had say this to me where, you know, you see these Instagram posts and you, people announce their, their babies arrived and they're all like, we're totally in love already. And you know, all these things are great. And, you know, we can't imagine our life without this child. And one friend out of all of them said, yeah, um, we're we're just learning. We have no idea what what we're doing. And, uh, you know, eventually the love will come. And so I kind of had it in my head that I think that's going to be me. And it it was it. And especially because of the, the whole breastfeeding issues as well. It took me a really long time to actually bond with him. And, um, I actually yeah. found for me, bottle feeding was, you know, they say with breastfeeding, you know, it's like really like this connection to your baby. And I actually felt the opposite with him 
when I was giving him a bottle, I had no other hands to do anything else. All I could do was feed my child and look at him. And that's when the bond really started to form with him. Um, so I, so I found that bottle feeding actually for us was a big instigator in that. And whereas I, the first six, eight weeks or however long it was, um, I, I was really struggling to, um, really feel connected with him. Yeah. Yeah. And you obviously got your period back because you got pregnant quite quickly after. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah. Well, um, I didn't get my period back. (laughs) I didn't realize. Huh. Yeah. So this is the thing. We, because we had so many issues with getting pregnant with Jethro, I hadn't got my period back. Um, I was also exclusively breastfeeding, which they tell you is quite a good form of contraception. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's all, all lies <laughs> because uh, four months, four months <laughs> from giving birth to my first, I was pregnant with my second. Yeah. Oh, wow. And we were not expecting that at all. And this, this time it was a bit different. So obviously I didn't have my period. So I wasn't taking tests. Um, I hit six weeks and it was the same, same with Jethro, six weeks on the dot. And I felt so sick. I, we had gone out for brunch and I had made this, yeah. made this, uh, comment where I said, Oh, I'm so happy. I can eat whatever I want for brunch now. Oh, that's just so nice to not be pregnant. not have to worry about what I'm eating. And my husband looked at me and he said, why did you say that? <laughs> and then I, on the car, ride home, I said, I have to drive. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And he was like, Oh, maybe it was just something you ate. And I was like, I don't know. This feels really similar to how I felt with Jethro for all that time. And I was like, I'm just going to take, I had like a, a spare test somewhere that was quite old and um took the test and I went oh my god and I actually I just burst into laughter because I was like you've got to be kidding me like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. what are the chances I've been yeah. told there's you know virtually no yeah. chance here and I'm looking at these two lines and I went downstairs and I looked at my little four-month-old and I went hey Jethro you're gonna be a big brother <laughs> And then <laughs> continued to laugh hysterically. Yeah. And he, he had never seen a reaction like that from me. So Jethro started crying. And, um, and then my husband gives me like this <laughs> awkward side hug and he goes, uh, congratulations. <laughs> and then it took probably about three or yeah. four weeks. We kept looking at each other. We'd be lying in bed and I'd look at each other and be like, we're having another baby. What the heck? <laughs> Awesome. And so what was the plan for this one? Did you want to go back to the same hospital and did you think that you might try for a vaginal birth or what were you sort of hoping so for? With, uh, if you've had a C-section previously, you have to give birth in a hospital at that point. Um, just because there is a greater risk mm-hmm. of uh, rupture with giving, you know, with your um, uterus expanding and having been weakened already by the C-section. So you have to give birth in a hospital. I went back to my same midwife and I just said, you know, um, what are the chances here? Especially because they don't recommend actually that you get pregnant after a C-section until after it's been 18 months. So obviously I was way under that. Um, And so I just went to my midwife and I said, hey, like I would love to give this another go if possible. And she said, yeah, there's, 
there's no issue because my C-section wasn't based on a, you know, usually if it's, if you've had a hard labor with your first or it's an emergency situation, um, I had just had it purely because yeah. he was breached. So they had no issue with doing that. I had to go yeah. to a couple extra appointments at the hospital just to make sure that we had a plan in place and just to talk over my options with them. Um, I think that's just something they do that's standard. But um, basically, they yeah. just wanted a plan for if I went overdue. And I said, this time around for me, it was quite important that I went into labor naturally. And short of that, I didn't really care what yeah. else happened. Why well, I've yeah. learned with pregnancies, you're, to- you're totally out of control. So um, you pick and choose what you can, can kind mm-hmm. of control. And for me, I could control that, um, you know, to a point that I would go into labor naturally. Um, and so yeah. the option I picked was to have a cesarean if I went over and I pushed them out on that date as well. I, I went, cause I think it's, they only let you go two weeks over your due date. And I went, then give me a date that's right on two yeah. weeks. Cause I, I wanted to push it out as far as I can. And, um, and yeah, yeah and then there was a, but with, with, um, my pregnancy with Imogen, it was pretty much the same, but I had a, a six, eight month old, 10 month old to chase around. So I don't remember much of it, to be honest. Yeah. I remember I was very sick again for um, the yeah. first 16 <laughs> weeks, but yeah. And during that time, I decided mm-hmm. it was a good time to take Jethro to Canada to meet my family. So I was on a 14, 14 hour oh. plane <laughs> with a, Eight month old, well, six six months, four months pregnant, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and did you go to any natal, any antenatal classes this time around because you thought you might try and birth vaginally, or did you think you sort of didn't need yeah, it? Yeah, so I did have a look. Um, for me, I felt like I didn't need to go to the whole antenatal course because obviously I've you know looked after done all the newborn stuff already. So I basically just wanted someone and I looked into hypnobirthing options, but in Wellington at that time, there was only one person doing it. It was once a month, I think. And it didn't line up with when I wanted to, or when I could do it because I was away and it was very expensive. So I ended up just watching a few YouTube videos, to be honest. (laughs) Um, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? I've got a midwife <laughs> and a husband who loves to do a lot of research. I'm going to let them kind of guide me and just go in like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And did you go into labor naturally this I time? Did. Around there? So my, we had put the car seat in the car the night before and uh, someone had nudged the overhead light. And so the light was on all night and the car battery was dead. So my, <laughs> so oh, we no. called, called AA to come in. Um, jump our car and my husband was out taking it for a drive to like charge the battery back up and I was mid straightening my hair because I thought you know I'm probably gonna go into labor sometime soon I might as well like get my hair looking nice (laughs) it'll last for a couple days if I do go into labor um I don't know why I was thinking that you know those (laughs) weird things that go through your head um and then I was just finishing the last strand and my water's absolutely burst and i know that's something that only happens in the movies usually uh that was not the case for me it was absolutely soak through everything 
and the floor. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't expecting it to happen this way. Usually people yeah. are like, did my water just break? I'm not quite sure. But this was just this. Yeah. Almighty gosh. Yeah. And how far along were you? I was 41. One week. I think so. Oh, yeah. Cool. 41 weeks. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, awesome. and then I called my midwife and, um, I had actually, pre- they do a, a GBS test. I don't know if that's something that's been discussed on here before. Um, the, I can't remember what it stands for, but basically every, every woman's woman has it. It's just whether it's present, um, in like the birth, like where the baby comes out basically. Yeah. Because I tested pregnant or positive for that. Um, and my waters had already broke. There was then a time, a timeline on, on how soon the baby could be born for, because there was a greater risk of infection. I thought, you know, oh, I'll have some time and I'll just put her around at home until I start having contractions. But no, I needed to get in as soon as possible and, um, get put on the Syntocin to get labor going because I think her window was yep. about she wanted the baby born within 20 hours or something. So, um, that was quite yeah. hard cause it was just this all of a sudden, okay, actually this is suddenly happening and I have to leave Jethro. So we had a, a big cuddle because and I was crying, obviously I was like, I'm so sorry. And I didn't wait longer and had more time with just you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, then we, so we quickly went to the, the hospital and met my midwife and went straight into a delivery room and she set me up with the Syntocin and it took probably about an hour to kick in and, and then I just basically lost my mind. Um, I, I guess I, I had heard that they're more intense when you have the Syntocin. She kept telling me that you should have one contraction and then a break and then you'll get another contraction. And there was no break. So for about six hours, it just felt like this one big contraction. And I couldn't actually <laughs> sort my brain out to go, okay, just breathe or, you know, get through this. I didn't feel like I could get ahead of, ahead of them. And so at some point I can't, I can't even remember anything that happened in there. I just remember like lying on the bed in the fetal, in the fetal position being like, <laughs> you told me there was going to be breaks and there's no breaks. And, um, <laughs> and then finally she looked at me yeah. and she goes, I think it's time for some, for some pain relief. And it was like a light bulb. And I did, cause I totally forgot that that was an option. <laughs> I was like, why have I been riding around here? <laughs> I, when that was an option, I totally, it just totally yeah. fell out of my head. And so basically brought the, uh, anesthetist in and, um, she, so she gave me the epidural and I remember it took a, it took a long time, I think, cause she was the only one on at that point. And I remember she's putting it into my back and I just go, would you hurry up? <laughs> and I'm sure she gets that all the time, but, uh, I felt bad afterwards. Cause I actually don't remember saying that at the time. My husband had to remind <laughs> yeah. me the day after. Um, but as soon as I had that, it was just like, it just incredible. Um, what I didn't realize with the epidural, cause with my first, it was completely different. Um, I didn't realize I would still feel everything, uh, in terms of, I could feel the pressure. I could feel the contractions. It just took away the pain. 
And if I had yeah. known that sooner, I yeah. <laughs> would have been like, load me up, guys. Because um, <laughs> I think what I was worried yeah. about with the epidural was that I wouldn't be able to feel anything at all. And I'd just be kind of like lying there on the bed. And then they'd tell me, oh, here's a kid. Because that's what happened with, with Jethro, you know? You feel them kind of rooting around in there, yeah. but not really. And all of a sudden, there's a baby. So, um, so that was, I think, then about... My labor was quite quick. So I got into the hospital at one thirty, and she was born um, at like one forty-five in the morning. So it was a 12 hour labor basically. Um, took a few pushes yeah. and stuff, but um, got her there in the end. Uh, and that was, that was very, um, I did the birth crawl as well. So they put her on my belly and then she crawled up and then latched yeah. on. And, um, I've told my husband a few times, like, you know, it's having more kids, but I didn't have to be pregnant and do the first six months. I would absolutely have them in a heartbeat. But when it comes to labor, (laughs) even though it was that painful, I would literally do that over and over again. That was for me, it was, it was absolutely an incredible experience, just the whole process. And I actually wish I had like a mirror or something so I could actually see it. Cause, cause it's quite hard when you're like, you know, you're not, you can't actually see yeah, it happen. Yeah. And I wish I had, cause I feel like that would, my husband got to, and he said it was just, a, it was amazing. <laughs> like he wasn't going to watch. And then he was like, I can't miss yeah. this. And, um, yeah, I would, I would do that over and over again. Um, I just remember just feeling incredibly proud yeah. of myself that I had, had actually done that. And, um, and yeah, with her, um, I did have quite a big tear though, which is so I'm glad I had the epidural. So basically I had about an hour, hour with yeah. her and then they wheeled me into the theater to, um, stitch me up. So I had a three B tear, which is pretty much the yeah. whole thing. And, uh, it took about an hour yeah. of him stitching pretty much nonstop. <laughs> it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. But my husband got to have an hour with with her, just the two of them, and he said that was that was quite a cool experience for him as well. Awesome. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. And how did you go breastfeeding this time around? Breastfeeding, um, it was a dream this time around, absolute dream. Yeah, she was gaining weight like a champ, like, at, and I I was kind of just waiting for the other the other shoe to drop, basically. But she she weighed she mm-hmm. weighed as much yeah. as. Jethro did at, 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 I think four or six weeks old, she weighed the same that Jethro did at four months old. Um, so it was, it was night oh, wow. and day. She yeah. fed absolutely perfectly, no supply issues, nothing until about five and a half months. Um, for some reason, I don't know why my supply just dropped right off and we started supplementing with formula. At six months old, I went, you know what? I've been pregnant yeah. slash breastfeeding for two years now without any break. Um, I need <laughs> my body back. Yeah. So at six months, I decided to wean her yeah. fully. And at that point, she yeah. was already on a couple bottles a day anyway. So it was just, um, yeah. yeah. But it was just at like no pain, nothing, no bleeding, not like I didn't even have to use the, um, the like nipple cream they give you like. And I was going through tubes and tubes of that with Jethro. Yeah. It was, I I will forever be grateful for that because, oh, wow. you know, it was such a bad experience the first time, but the second time around, it was like how I thought it was meant to be. So 
um, I'm super grateful yeah. that, yeah. that it came. I, I was fully pre- prepared for it not to work at all. And, um, and so it was, yeah. it was so good that it did. And I was like, I'm so glad I've got to have both experiences really. Awesome. And how did your recovery go in terms of your tear and sort of recovering physically from this birth in comparison to your C-section? Again, uh, I think I'm pretty lucky. Like I didn't really have any major issues um, besides maybe a little bit of bleeding and stuff um, a few months later, but nothing that anyone was super concerned about. Um, Again, like it was even now, like people say, you know, I mean, besides odd, like, you know, having to pee all the time or like a bit of incontinence sometimes, not nearly as much as I thought there would be. Um, that's pretty much the only residual issues that I've had, that I've had. So again, I think I've been incredibly lucky with that. So I've been, I've been lucky with some things and I'm lucky with others. And I feel like with, between the two of them, it's such a, I've pretty much experienced everything. (laughs) And how did you go adjusting to life with a newborn and a still pretty young baby? Um, we ended up, my best friend's uh, younger sister, the one who I originally came to New Zealand with, was um, doing the same thing at that point. And so I called her up and I said, hey, do you want to come live with us for a few weeks? <laughs> We've just had a baby and I, you know, Matt, yeah. my husband was um, back at work within two weeks and I said, I just need a bit of help here. And um she she did she came and she stayed with us I was like I'll because she's backpacking around and so I knew she would you know appreciate a few weeks of not having to pay for accommodation and food and things like that and so that worked out really well um but it was the hardest part I think of adjusting to both of them was just that there was two of them and so you have to juggle everyone's needs and so that was the toughest thing um Jethro was very young, so he yeah. really didn't have any idea of what was really going on. He was still happy to go and play by himself at that point. Um, I do feel that now he's more clingy yeah. probably because they were so close together and he didn't get a lot of that one-on-one um, when he was a bit younger. But at that point, it was actually yeah. not that bad. Um, he was also sleeping through the night and stuff, so it was just yeah. having to deal with Imogen, who is not a great sleeper. Um, neither of my kids were great sleepers. It took me months of sleep training to actually get them to sleep um, through the night. But um, yeah, I guess the, the biggest adjustment was just, okay, when I go out, I have to, you know, sort one and then sort the other. And then, yeah, it was just the juggle, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you feel emotionally this time? Uh, I was on a much shorter fuse than I was the first time around. Yeah. I think it was just because of just massive ups and downs with hormones because I had been pregnant, you know, pregnant and then gave birth and then was pregnant yeah, yeah. right away and then gave birth. And um, so this the second time around, I, w- I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. Um, it wasn't something that I... Nessa, I, I don't think I put, gave it enough credit. I know that sounds kind of like a w- weird way to word it, but yeah. I didn't, um, I kind of, I just pushed it to the back of my head and I went, what well, you, I can't deal with this right now. Um, and that of course made it yeah. a lot worse. So 
I would say, um, yeah. I mean, I had a couple of scary moments. Um, I remember Imogen wouldn't go to sleep. She was probably about four and a half months old. And I bruised the palms of my hands because I was hitting the side of her cot. Like I was just like, go to sleep. And I was just so angry at the situation yeah. that she wouldn't go to sleep. And so I just had to um, remove myself from that. My mom came down to visit and I had another, just, I just, I left the house. I had to leave. Yeah. And she said, book a hotel and go stay there for the night. So I did. And that was amazing. Um, I, but I think it was just, yeah. I would just basically go, you know, I have, I, I have these kids forever. So I just have to get on with, get on with it. And by doing that, I yeah. wasn't actually helping myself to do anything because I was just ignoring yeah. the fact that actually I have, you know, I have depression. You have to actually accept that and then do actually do things to fix it. And that took me a really long time to realize. Yeah. I think yeah. when you have depression as well, you don't, it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy to do that. Yeah. yeah for so sure. I, it took me a really, really long time. And I would say probably, um, in the last, maybe two months is when I start. I've started to feel a bit more normal. Yeah. And do you think that's just your hormones settling down or have you found something that helps you more? The kids are a little bit older. Yeah, I think or... it's a combination of everything. I, I didn't go on medication. I never felt like, um, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one. I have, I have nothing against that at all. Um, I have family members that have gone on medication for depression I have absolutely no issue with it whatsoever. For some reason, it just didn't sit well for me. I had people saying, just try it, just try it. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I really don't. I mean, in hindsight, yeah, I probably should have um, gone on some form of medication. Um, but I think for me, it's been just yeah. this, um, the kids getting older, getting more settled into the routine. I've just started a new job. Um, in this last week. And I cannot tell you how, how energized I feel just over the last couple of days that I've been in it. Um, yeah, the job is, is, uh, eventually I'll be working from home in the evening. So I'll still get the balance of staying at home with my kids, but there's a two week training period. So I'm full time in the office and it's been incredible because I've had to let go a bit of things. I've had to let someone else look after my children yeah, yeah. and it's, I mean, my mental state right now this week, I just, I feel so good. <laughs> just, and I, and I forgot that I could feel this yeah. good. Um, so yeah, I think it's just been a combination of yeah. a whole bunch yeah. of stuff, um, like that. And, and actually, and just taking time for myself has been the biggest one and, and being okay with, yeah. with doing that. Cause it's so hard for moms. Like I, yeah. I totally get it. It's, you feel guilty or you don't know what you actually are going to do. It's like, my husband and I will alternate. He'll take an afternoon off. I'll take a morning off. And I just go out and I go, okay, what am I going to do? Okay. Maybe I'll do some grocery shopping. Like, no, <laughs> but like, I need, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. And do you think that your little family is complete with your two babies or do you think that you might want to try for another one? You know, we, we keep talking about it. There's, there's no way now. Um, we've kind of said, we'll give it another year and see how we feel. There's a couple, um, my husband had yeah. a dream last night that, um, I was pregnant and gave birth to six babies 
And, and so this morning he was researching vasectomies. Oh so that's, that's where we're at. It scared him. He's like, all right. <laughs> um, yeah. He also, because we had so much, um, so many issues with getting pregnant um, or not that we had issues, but that it took so long. Um, and pretty much all of our friends uh, have also had issues. One of my, one of my good friends just gave birth on the weekend and her baby's the result of five rounds of IVF. Um, so he, he yeah. it's, it's touched pretty much all of our friends who currently are having children. Um, he would love to donate sperm, um, to, for, you know, yeah. people that are having issues. Um, and there's a severe shortage of that in New Zealand. Yeah. We still haven't worked yeah. out if that's, you know, how that works with our family and, and things like that, but it's, you know, I'm incredibly proud of him to even think of that as being an option. I think that's incredibly selfless. So, um, yeah. So there, there's, there's yeah. those things at play as well. But you know, maybe we wouldn't, he wouldn't do that until we were sure that we were done. So, so we've, we've basically said, yeah. you know, let's give it another year and see how we go. Um, for me, I'd have to feel very secure yeah. in, um, with my new body, with my um, mental state as well, before I would even consider it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Daniel. I really appreciate it. No worries. It was good. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.